are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jana, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and, of course, where they are now. So... How is everybody doing today? I hope you guys are having a really, really good day and also a really good week so far. If you are a university student out there, then you probably know what is up, man. It is officially reading week. And so happy reading week to all of you guys out there. And, you know, with reading week, it's a little bit weird because for the past, how how long has it been? Like two months or so, you've been hustling so, so hard you know, to to get all the work in. And I'm sure a lot of you already have had so many assignments due and so many midterms that you have already done. So it's like, we're halfway there through the semester, but you know, we have reading week to, like the whole purpose of reading week is to get even more more work in, but yet you just have this urge to rest in. And uh, of course you do have to rest in, but at the same time you have to ensure that you're balancing out your rest and your work so having said that your girl right here i mean i've been trying my best to put so much work in with regards to some of the assignments that i have to do and all the school stuff that i have to do but at the same time my brain is just so so tired and i cannot help but uh you know i'll I'll do a little bit of work and then the next thing you know i'm just reading the next like you know, like the hottest headline in the world of uh, mixed martial arts and, uh, you know, whatever, like a boxing announcement, fight announcement or something, it, it, whatever that is. Uh, so I, I do get really, really easily distracted during reading week. But I feel like once like your regular schedule comes, like resumes once again, then all that's going to go away. And I'm sure all of you guys, including myself, would get back on that grind. But, uh, you know, no, no hard feelings. Just uh, make sure that you're getting enough rest in and uh just uh yeah just make sure that you keep it on a balance anyway so okay this past weekend it was good with regards to mma fights uh we had like i said on our previous episode we did have a uh, ufc fight night happening in new mexico and uh it was it was pretty interesting i really did like the matchups that were on that card Although some things went down and, um, you know, with regards to the outcomes of some of the bouts, they weren't totally expected and uh, it was just a little bit of controversy involved, like always. Um, But, you know, it it was what it was. And uh, specifically talking about um, the fight that Diego Sanchez had. I mean, I actually forgot that Diego Sanchez himself was a New Mexico native. And when he came into the fight, the whole arena was rooting for him. And uh, like I said, I, I knew, like, I, I just love Diego Sanchez because of his fighting style and how great of a warrior he usually he usually is inside the octagon, excuse me. But um, yeah, like I said, I didn't know that he was actually the hometown boy. Yet he came out, the whole arena was rooting for him. But lo and behold, his opponent, Mr. Pereira, uh, oh goodness, it was it was such a heart fight for both of them. 
Um, there was so much violence and, um, you know, it was just such a big brawl. But uh, unfortunately, the matchup, like, it was a really good matchup. But Diego Sanchez, he definitely could have fought um, in a wiser way. And he could have definitely switched around um, some of the things that he did in the fight so that the outcome wouldn't turn out the way that it actually did. So what happened was that Diego Sanchez, he would throw a lot of shots of himself. But he would also absorb so many shots to his own face. And uh, things would just so bad that as he was absorbing shots from Pereira he um so he was trying to get into a defensive mode and then what happened next was that he somewhat like I would say like he had like a semi takedown so his hands were on the on the canvas and his opponent Mr. Pereira he threw an, an illegal knee quote-unquote illegal knee and so the referee had to stop the fight and uh, there was a lot of waiting, and the referee asked Diego Sanchez if he was feeling okay, and Diego said that his he couldn't see through his eyes. So the referee just stopped the fight and declared like uh, Diego Sanchez the official winner of that fight, although he was the one who was injured, and they actually saw uh, Pereira throwing that illegal knee and there, therefore being disqualified from that whole bout. And I feel like if the if the fight actually did last the full um, 15 minutes, it would have been so much more interesting. But like I said, it's just, you know, there were some deficiencies here and there from both parties. Uh, just by the name of the fight itself, it sounded really, really exciting. But again, uh, what, what can we do now? It, it is what it is. And uh, I, I mean, I would really, really love to see a potential rematch between the two to see, like, given that both guys are feeling super healthy and given that they're both fully trained, but at the same time, not fully exhausted from their training camps. I would love to see a, another fight, a rematch between these two guys, between Diego Sanchez and uh, Pereira. And so, yeah, that was that was like the hmm. I mean, yes, the main event as well was really good because uh, it was it was a great light heavyweight fight between uh, Jan Blokovic and Corey Anderson. And like we said on our previous episode, uh, whoever would win this fight would potentially get a title shot against the current light heavyweight champion, John Jones. And yeah, so John Jones was in the, in the building as well. He was just sitting ring, uh, ringside and he just wanted to see who would he get as his next opponent. So Jan Blokovic also fought Corey Anderson and uh, the two had actually fought before so this was a rematch and a lot of things happened but uh, Corey Anderson excuse me Jan Blokovic actually threw this one shot that that just dropped Corey Anderson cold to the canvas and then he went for that finishing shot that hammer fist while he was on the canvas and it was all over so John Jones, like I said, he was watching K-Side, and when Jan Blokovic finished Corey Anderson, he knew where John Jones was sitting, so he just turned towards him, and the two were just going back and forth, you know, with regards to all the trash talk, and they're like, yeah, I, you know, like, Jan Blokovic was saying to John Jones that, hey, you know, I'm next in line for that title, you're going down, I'm gonna beat you up, all of that, and then John Jones, he was also really, really excited that I think he actually, like, he he stood up and he stood on his chair and he was just like so excited but okay fam let's face it 
if Jan Blokovich is actually scheduled to fight John Jones, would you, as a very dedicated fan who loves the sport, who is a purist of the game of mixed martial arts, would you pay for that pay-per-view card? Because again, let's face it, if they do schedule John Jones to have another title title fight and for him to defend his title, he is most likely to be the headliner of whatever uh, fight he's going to be fighting, whatever fight card he's going to be fighting on. So given all that, do you think that you would actually pay for the pay-per-view of this uh, potential uh, main card that is going to be headlined by about a championship bout between John Jones and Jan Blokovic. And I don't want to talk about it right now on today's episode, but I would love to hear your thoughts on the matter. Like, feel free to go on social media, holla at me on Twitter, at Janon. Just let me know how you're feeling about this whole, like, super fight, quote-unquote super fight. Because stylistically, I would love to see what would happen if Jan Blokovic, you know, given all the power and, um, and, um, strategy that he usually delivers in his uh, fights because when you watch Jan Blokovich fight in a fight he doesn't just come out there you know guns blazing trying to finish off his opponent he obviously has a game plan in mind and I think that is something to really be considerate of especially for someone like John Jones who Jan Blokovich is going to be a, a future opponent of so it is it is a very um, interesting fight by itself but again my friends, listen, it is like in this day and age, not only would you have to be a good athlete, not only would you have to actually have a good and entertaining fight inside the octagon, but you also have to be considerate of some of the things that do take place prior to the fight outside the octagon. And by that, I mean... In your press conferences, you have to, I'm not saying you have to put on a fake show to like fakely promote yourself, but you have to be a good entertainer. You have to show the world and prove to the world and to the fans that, hey, I deserve to be here and that this is me. I'm definitely going to put on a show on fight night. Just watch me and I'm going to prove everybody wrong, especially in this case for Jan Blokovich as the underdog in this potential fight. This is very, very important. And uh, even if the fight does get scheduled, then I would say to Jan Blokovich, man, definitely do try to work on, on your... Not to say charisma, because I, I don't I don't mean to be offensive. Like I don't mean that in a negative way, but let's try to work on your um, skills as an entertainer. Because, like I said, in this day and age, not only would you have to be a good athlete, but you also have to be a really good entertainer in order to get to the top. If you want to be someone like Conor McGregor, if you want to be someone at the top, like an absolute superstar in the game, then those are the skills that you need to possess in addition to be a, to being a very, very good fighter. So like I said, I would love to hear your guys' opinions on this matter. And uh, yeah, and uh, it, whatever, whatever we discuss on social media, I will try my best to, uh, you know, pick and choose some of the things that were said on social media and then just talk about it on our show next time. So yes, I'm, I'm actually very looking looking forward to what you guys have to say about this anyway so enough of that uh today ladies and gentlemen it is finally the day that we get to break down 
the rematch fight that is supposed to be happening between Deontay Wilder, the current WBC heavyweight champion of the world, and the current lineal um, heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. And I don't know any boxing fan out there that who, you know, who isn't super excited about this fight because we've waited so so long for this rematch fight to finally take place between these two the first fight actually took place uh, uh in december of 2018 and when this fight took place i remember how excited everybody was because on one hand you know at the time we had the the champion the heavyweight champion of the world the guy who has absolute deadly hands and if his hands connect to someone else's temple then that person will definitely definitely go down to the canvas so and and even to this day Deontay Wilder has yet to prove everybody um you know otherwise because he, he in every single bout that he has had in his professional career he's always showcased the power of ha- of his right hands whenever he does that right cross there's no way that you as the opponent are going to be standing up still and you know you taking that shot and not even wobbling it a little bit however what makes things so much more exciting is that there has been one person ever so far in the professional career of Deontay Wilder who has been able to withstand Deontay Wilder's deadly, deadly shots. And that one person is, of course, the one and only Tyson Fury. If you guys remember, uh, Tyson Fury in the first fight that these two guys had in 2018... Tyson Fury, he's such a good boxer. He has the footwork. He has the skills. He knows how to circle around his opponent so that he hits his opponent and uh, he wouldn't get hit in return, at least uh, to a certain extent. So overall, Tyson Fury is a very, very well-rounded boxer. So for most of the fight, and I know uh, some people might come out here and argue that, hey, you know, the decision of the judges told us something else. And how could you just come out here and boldly say that Tyson Fury could have won that fight through decision, Janon? Well, it is like I challenge you guys to go back and watch the first fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. And then I will be happy to sit down, have a coffee with every single one of you and discuss why I do believe, genuinely believe that Tyson Fury won that fight. Because, again, it is no surprise to other people out there that the first fight was actually declared a draw. So no guy was the absolute winner of that fight. This is one of the main reasons why this rematch fight is going to be so, so exciting because finally we get to see who is going to be the better man on fight night. And so like I was saying, there has been this one guy who's been uh, with actually able to withstand all the deadly shots that Deontay Wilder uh, has been throwing towards him. And uh, Tyson Fury, he would absorb all the shots that Deontay Wilder that w- would be throwing towards him. He would even go down to the canvas and you as a fan, you know, watching the fight for the first time or watching the fight live, you know, take place live. You would say it is all over. There is no way on earth that Tyson Fury is going to get back up. It is all over. 
let's face it, you know, if you if you bet your money on Tyson Fury, you've definitely lost so much money. It is all over. But the next thing you know, Tyson Fury, he would actually get back up. And actually, there was this instant in the 12th round that Deontay Walter threw a very, very, um, don't mean to, uh, you know, uh, devalue Tyson Fury, but he threw a punch that would just finish Tyson Fury, Deontay Walter, and Fury went down. He was on the canvas for about two or three seconds, but the next thing you know, when the referee is giving him the count to get back up, he gets back up like a spring. Like, that's just how agile he was after that knock I don't want to call it knockout because it wasn't completely knocked out knocked out but after that knockdown um he just got back up like it was nothing and to me that just shows you that Tyson Fury not only is he able to withstand all those deadly shots by Deontay Walter physically but also there's this thing this x factor that I think every athlete specifically combat sports athletes need to possess uh, with their mentality if your mentality isn't there then there's no way that you can get back up like that and fight your opponent in the in the 12th round in the 12th round after having such a hard fight against the same opponent for a good like 45 minutes for the past 11 rounds so again as I'm talking about this right now I'm getting chills all over my body because this fight it is the fight that every single boxing fan and I think all other people who haven't fought haven't watched the first fight um, also need to watch so I would recommend that you guys go back if you don't want to watch the full fight the full first fight it's okay you can watch some highlights but definitely do watch it because that will like fully prepare you for this rematch that is supposed to be happening this upcoming Saturday on February 22nd and then after that man then all you have to do is to sit on your couch do nothing just eat popcorn um, have a few drinks and watch the fight either by yourself or with friends. It will make it more interesting if you watch it with friends. Uh, Yeah, so it is going to be a very, very exciting matchup. Now, there has been a few things, like a few updates regarding um, the fight camps of uh, of each of these guys and uh, what happened uh, after the first fight that these two guys had against one another because they can't obviously just wait around for this rematch to happen after the first fight. They have to move on and have a few more fights before this fight actually was announced. So for Tyson, excuse me, for Deontay Wilder, after that draw that he had against Tyson Fury, he fought two tough opponents. The first one was Dominic Brazil. That uh, I, I, so all of these fights, I believe we already bro- broke down on TKO on our uh, t- episodes from way, way back in the day. Um, so yes, if you do go back to 2019. Deontay Wilder fought Dominic Brazil, who himself was a very good knockout artist. But again, it is Deontay Wilder. He comes out, and even if he's losing through decision, which actually wasn't the case in this fight, he will come out and knock you out right away. That's just how good of a knockout artist Deontay Wilder is. And I dare say there is nobody else in the heavyweight division, at least... 
you know, someone who is living and currently actively fighting in the heavyweight division, I I do not think there's anybody else out there that has and possesses the same knockout skills as Deontay Wilder. And I just want to make this clear, Deontay Wilder, okay, I want to be careful with my wording here. So Deontay Wilder, he is not a, he's not the most technical boxer, okay? So being a boxer, you have to have, like I said, you have to have good footwork, you have to have good eyes, you have to dodge away from the shots that are coming towards you, you have to have fast hands, you have to essentially play chess with your body. And with Deontay Wilder, when he fights his opponents, he's not necessarily all of that. He would throw his shots not to win points, but but to score that knockdown or potentially knock out. That's what he's really, really good at. And that is actually his main key to success. But on the other hand, and I don't want to get off track because I do want to talk about some of the uh, past opponents, like the, the opponents that both guys have had in the meanwhile. So I'll try to keep this short. So on the other hand, just in bracket, um, actually, I would very, very much argue that Tyson Fury is so, so much better as a boxer than Deontay Wilder. And that is actually because of all the things that I mentioned a few minutes ago. Because of the fact that he has all the things that Deontay Wilder doesn't really have in his fights. So Tyson Fury, you know, he is definitely a big guy. No doubt about that. But as a heavyweight, he's not afraid to have his footwork, to be dynamic on his foot, to be uh, just um, going back and forth, um, circling circling around his opponent um, and throwing uh, shots that might not necessarily be super significant, like cause dam- damage to his opponent. But at least in terms of volume, he has such a high volume of shots uh, in every single bout that he fights. Uh, so uh, Tyson Fury... Technic wise, like technicality wise, I would argue that he is a more technical boxer. He's so much more technical than Deontay Wilder. But Deontay Wilder, he's a much, much more. Um, uh, he's such a good knockout artist, and I think, like I said, nobody is just at his level when it comes to knocking out opponents. And speaking of that, now moving on from our uh, bracket, in the meanwhile, I do want to talk about the next opponent that he fought after Dominic Brazil. So yes, he won that fight through a knockout, knocking out Dominic Brazil. But after that, Deontay Wilder came out and fought Luis Ortiz, who you guys already know is actually one of my all-time favorite boxers especially in the heavyweight division but uh, you know talking about this I, I try my best not to be biased but he came out and uh, again like I said Deontay Wilder because of the fact that he's not super technical when it comes to his overall boxing skills when you watch the fight you would suspect that if the fight actually did last the full 12 rounds then there would have, there would be a chance that the judges would give the fight, at least one of the judges would give the fight to Luis Ortiz through decision. However, what happened was uh, that uh, Luis Ortiz, he threw this one shot towards Deontay Wilder that was actually very, very strong and even wobbled Deontay Wilder. But what happened next was that Deontay Wilder, while he was 
so wobbly and not like you could tell that he wasn't one hundred percent at that time. He still threw that one shot that was so strong, and I would actually uh, recommend all of you guys to go back and watch this knockout of Luis Ortiz and slow mo, and you'll just like you you would have no words for it. Like I do not have any words for it right now. All I can say, though, is that it was a very deadly and actually a very scary knockout for Luis Ortiz. And uh, Deonta Wilder, yet again, he was able to score another knockout. So looking back on uh, Deonta Wilder's past fights, the only fight that he has not been able to win through a knockout, at least picking from his last, uh, yeah, his last three, actually, no, let's just say his last five fights, okay, from all the way from 2017, Tyson Fury has been his only opponent that was, uh, you know, he was knocked down, but he was never knocked out, and the fight had to last um, the full 12 rounds, so... Even from from all the things that I just said, you can definitely tell that Tyson Fury is just a different type of beast and a different type of opponent at a whole nother level um, for Deontay Wilder. So I feel like Deontay Wilder, he, true, he has been super successful with his knockouts, but I feel like he should not underestimate Tyson Fury. And I know there, there have been a lot of other commentators who have come out and said, oh, Tyson Fury in his current fighting camp, he is put, he's putting on so much weight. He's trying to get heavier to, you know, match the strength of Deontay Wilder. Oh, do you think he's going to be as fast? Oh, he's definitely going to lose this fight. None of that. Listen, Tyson Fury, even if he does put on weight, that does not beat his current skills when it comes to technicality and when it comes to his footwork, his hands, and uh, just overall how good of a boxer he is inside the inside the ring. So even if he does put on like 20 pounds or whatever it is, because we've seen Tyson Fury fight at such higher weights and this is like nothing even if he does put on a little bit of weight I don't think it'll, it's going to be a problem for Tyson Fury but I do think that if either one of these fighters actually underestimates the other guy then that's going to be the end of that person this is the fight that is just so determining and also um, you guys already know none of these guys have actually lost the fight in their professional career except for that one draw that was just so so close uh, for for both parties again so whatever the outcome of this fight might be it will be very very determining and uh, it will have great and major implications and there's been talks of the winner of this fight given that we don't have a draw again there's talks of the winner of this fight fighting the current WBA, WBO, IBF, and IBO heavyweight champion of the world, the one and only Anthony Joshua. And uh, whoever that person might be, I am all for it, man. If it's Tyson Fury versus Joshua or Wilder versus Joshua, I will pay so much money, even if I have to pay like $200 for the pay-per-view, which I do think is going to be the amount if you convert it to Canadian dollars, I will pay it because that fight, I, you know, I don't know what the outcome is at this point, but I, I just know that it's going to be a 
good one and it's going to be one that is going to be written in history books of combat sports but anyway enough of that unfortunately i didn't get to talk about the past fights of tyson fury or like the fights that he has had in the meanwhile since the wilder fight but uh like i said you guys make sure that you catch up with this whole fight card it is happening on february 22nd and mgm grand um las vegas of course uh how could you not have such a great fight in las vegas uh, but overall, make sure that you catch up with it next week. You already know, regardless of the outcome, we will come out here and try to reminisce and further break down what would actually go down in this fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. But also, just as on, on a side note, the UFC is also going to be having another event, like another fight night, and it's going to be happening in Auckland, New Zealand. So that one is going to be headlined by a fight between Paul Felder and Dan Hooker. But the good thing is the main card actually starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time zone. And so you can actually watch the full UFC fight card and then move on to the main card of Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. But with that, oh my gosh, I'm looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys already know. Make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.